0: What's up? Welcome to Mindful Mostly. Yep, it's a podcast for those of us who are mindful most of the time. You know, you wanna be healthy, you wanna grow as a person, you wanna be in touch with your soul, but you don't wanna sell your possessions and move to an ashram. We need realness in the wellness world and this is the place for that. So are you looking for clarity in your life right now? Your mind is all over the place, thinking about what you gotta do. Oh boy, booking off your summer vacations, arranging all the accommodations, making sure the kids are in order, whatever. Planning, planning, planning. Making sure you're going to the gym. You know, it's stressful. So your mind is all over the place and you need to center. That's why Emily Thring, Founder of The Quiet Company is here today to lead us in the right direction and guide us through a mini meditation session at the end of the podcast. So make sure you stay for that. She's the bomb. She came into the practice of meditation while trying to calm an anxious mind, sound familiar, and understand her own heart. We're all gonna understand our own hearts a little bit more today. She created The Quiet Company here in Toronto, and it's a place for people to come together and find stillness in a busy city. Isn't that great? So you could be, you know, working away in your little business suit and then take off your shoes and go sit on the most epic Moroccan rug I've ever seen, by the way, and find peace in the middle of your crazy day. There should be more places like this. So good for Emily, and we're gonna be talking to her all about how to find stillness in this busy world. First of all, though, shout out to all the shouters out there. Oh, man, high five to you guys giving the love on Instagram. Want to make sure that everybody gets to listen to Mindful Mostly and we really grow this community. So I wanted to say thank you so much to S.L. Hirsch on Instagram. Also, Kim B. Fit and Champagne because thanks to you guys. The podcast is growing every day. There's listeners in Canada, the US, Europe, um, China, Australia, literally all over the world. And it's thanks to you guys for sharing with your own networks. Thank you so much. If you can do the same, love to give you a little shout out on the show. Plus subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and rate because then I send you back The High Vibe Five. Okay, let's get to it. There's some things that I've been thinking about and I wanna mention. Have you been having vivid dreams or is it just me? I've been having some crazy dreams lately. A lot of animals in them. So I wake up in the morning and I Google, okay, what the hell did that mean? And here's what I found. Experts say if you are having vivid dreams, you are either on the verge of a spiritual awakening or you've been drinking too much alcohol. So, which could it be? Anyway, keep that in mind if you're having a lot of dreams. You might be on to something. Also, I saw this headline the other day. Kelly Clarkson lost weight without working out. So naturally, I had to click on it. She's been following the plant paradox diet. Have you guys heard of this? It's all the rage right now. And it's really kind of brilliant. There's this guy, who's a cardiac surgeon. His name is Stephen R. Gundry, and he found that he put his clients on these, this diet, that their lives changed and he didn't need to do heart surgery on them anymore. And that is by removing food with lectin from your diet. Basically, plants don't want us to eat them, so they produce lectin. It's like a poison to keep all of us hungry animals away. And so gluten's one of them, but there's many lectins. And once you remove those from your diet, there are in a lot of fruits and vegetables or just adjust your diet. Uh, you're going to feel a lot better. So if you want to see some of those foods you're supposed to drop and uh, others you're supposed to add into your diet, check out uh, the link I'm going to put in the show notes today is the Plant Paradox shopping list because Kelly Clarkson, She was dealing with a thyroid issue, autoimmune disease. She'd put on a lot of weight over the years. And she said, quote, now my levels are back up. I'm not on medicine anymore because of this book. This guy has changed her life. Uh, It's really, really interesting. So check it out. Now, one more thing. A month from now, I am going to be a married woman. Steve and I are heading to City Hall and tying the knot on July 14th. <laughs> I went the other day to take a look at the space. And there was a gay wedding going on. It was two guys with matching beards, matching pink shirts, and matching leather jackets. And I was like, yes, this is the place for us. Someday Steve and I will have matching beards anyway. So, uh, But I read the statistic because, you know, I've been Googling like how to, you know, what to wear for a hip, city hall wedding. And this stat came up. One of three brides give their bridesmaids specific instructions on how tan they should be. (laughs) Uh. All right, before we get to our chat with Emily, it is time for the soul nugget. You ready? What you think you become. What you feel you attract. What you imagine, you create. Uh, We're here with Emily Thring. I'm so excited that you're here. I am so thrilled to be here, really. We met not long ago, but I feel like... um, It's been in the works for a while. We've had some mutual friends, and then I've been creeping you deep on Instagram for a pretty long time now. (laughs) So the fact that you're here in the room in your trust yourself sweatshirt is very, very good. Well, that's really nice. So a little bit about Emily, and I told you guys in the intro, but um, she has started The Quiet Co. here in Toronto. What's the concept of this space? The Quiet Company is Toronto's first meditation
1: studio. The concept is that I really wanted to create a space where people could sit and meditate and find a little bit of peace in
0: their busy day and schedule it the way they do their workouts. That's so great. That's so great that that exists in the downtown of a big city. And just like we've seen yoga studios explode over the past decade, I really see this being, you know, Uh, something that's going to grow further and further in the future. So how did you know this was something? Because you left the corporate world, is that right? And this is your baby. How did you know that this was the direction you wanted to take? So I
1: started my career in the agency world and was working really hard and hustling and sort of following a path that I felt... I didn't really feel like I chose it it was sort of like the job was offered to me so I took it and here I am and um, it I knew that I always wanted something else I was always really passionate about wellness and interested in um, things that I saw happening in the city but didn't really know how to access it I started meditating in between jobs and I was feeling super stressed really overwhelmed really disconnected to who I was and what I wanted um, and thought I would try and try it and see what happened and I hated meditating I like really <laughs> really hated it. I would meditate with an app and at the end I would be so stressed. I like way more stressed than I was when I started. Cuz you just
0: were you were thinking about things rather than not thinking
1: about things. Yeah, and I think there's so much pressure around meditation that people want to be good at it and they don't know what being good at it feels like yeah. and they don't know if they're doing it right and I just didn't understand. I didn't get it and I didn't know what I was what I should be feeling. Um And I wanted to find a place where I could learn how to meditate. And at that point in Toronto, the options were fairly limited and they were connected to either a religious practice or, you know, kind of a guru. And I was very busy. I was working in tech. I did not have time to, like, sell all my belongings and move to India and Mm -hmm. go on a spiritual journey. I just wanted to meditate for 10 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. So I – and I couldn't find that. So I started – you know, exploring different things in wellness. Did my Pilates teacher training while I was working. I'm working in tech at Kijiji. I then started working in politics on John Tory's campaign. And I'm still teaching Pilates, so I'm growing this sort of career for myself in the wellness world. But Pilates never really felt, it felt great. It didn't feel like something I wanted to devote my life to. Mm -hmm. There was something that just wasn't quite 100% clicking. And then I started thinking more about meditation again, and I saw some of the studios that were opening in New York and L.A. And at this point, I'd really gone a lot deeper into my personal practice and thought, busy people need this. Mm -hmm. And it needs to be accessible, and it needs to feel good. Um, And I, I can make that happen because I've been there. I think it chose me. Just all the experience that I've had up until now has given me the tools to... Be resilient in this entrepreneurial journey, which is really hard. Being resilient is really hard, for, for sure. Me.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's stressful, right? You leave your, you leave your paycheck and you leave the security of it to really take on what you truly desire, and and that is amazing because so few of us do that. So congratulations. Thanks. So, do you find now that because you said before you didn't even know if you were doing meditation right, it. It'll feel different for different people. Um,
1: I think one of the biggest questions I get asked is if my mind is going to clear. You know, my I have, I'm having thoughts. Am I doing it wrong? You're never going to clear your mind. Your mind is designed to think. It's designed to be 10 steps ahead of you at all times. So it's less about controlling the thoughts and more about creating distance with them so that you're not as triggered by your thoughts because thoughts are just thoughts they're not who you are they don't define you they don't necessarily mean anything it's just your brain kind of filling space you know being gentle with yourself is really important you'll know if you're doing it right when it feels good and being gentle and being realistic about what is going to feel good for you is really important setting a goal to meditate for 45 minutes every day right off the bat it's probably not going to work. It's you have to probably, work your way up to that, right? You got to work your way up just like you would with running or lifting heavy weights. You start with a, you know, spin around the block before you run a marathon. So set a timer for 2 minutes, your first meditation and do 2 minutes for as long as feels good until you're ready to push it to 5 minutes or 3 minutes. 10 minutes and work up from there at a pace that feels
0: comfortable when you are meditating do you focus on something like how do you keep your thoughts from drifting Um, that
1: honestly changes for me day to day sometimes if I'm feeling really connected I can sit and breathe for 15 minutes no problem I do try and bring my awareness to my breath to start off because I think it's how we ground ourselves in the moment. It's what is real. It is what is happening every moment, every day. There are other days where I'm feeling really busy and stressed where I need a mantra Mm. or I'll do a meditation with a, a chanting mantra that I've used before and I'll just go on YouTube and find it and chant for 15 minutes or I'll do a body scan. So it sort of depends on what I feel like I need. I I think of it like working out. There are certain days where, like, you just want to do a yoga class. You just want, like, a restorative, something to really chill you out. Or you want that fast-paced vinyasa flow another day. So you know where what to grab for right. how you're feeling. Some right. days you want to lift heavy, so you go do that. Um, I sort of view my meditation practice like that a little bit.
0: Okay. So you've got to feel it out. You got to feel it out. How long do you meditate for? I'm curious. Like, what's the longest you've ever done it? I went to India in 2016 and went to a hotel that
1: had meditation every night. And we would meditate for an hour and a half every night. And I found that really,
0: really hard. But there was one night where I did it for an hour and a half. And that time felt like, whoa, I just tapped into something. Yeah. Um, and yeah, everybody listening, you don't have to be doing an hour and a half, right? <laughs> That's You the don't point. have to go to India. <laughs> yeah. It is not a requirement. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so how do you, because I think that it's so important and we hear about this, how we need to carve out time in our busy lives for these rituals. And we need to work in meditation and breath work and whatever makes us feel more peaceful. How should set someone set up their space around them? I really believe that it just should feel good for you
1: so bringing in things creating an area that feels good and for some people it might mean like plants and crystals and Mm. for other people it might be um you know a record that they love or a piece of bark from a tree at the a place that means something to them it could be anything um so having some things that that have symbolism for you that that are going to motivate you to, like, sit and get present and maybe reflect on those places. Mm. Um, it helps to have a space where you meditate because it creates that ritual that's, okay, I'm sitting here. This is what I'm doing. This is the time that I'm spending now. Um, you set a little more intentionality
0: around it. I don't think it's 1,000% necessary when developing your own practice. Okay. You don't need to have some zen den. No. It's kind of like that's the point you should be able to do wherever you want as long as you are there. Right. Yes, exactly. Why do you think it's so important to carve out those everyday rituals? Being a human in 2018 is really hard.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have tiny computers that are in our pockets all the time. We don't have to use our brains to find any information. When was the last time you, like, dialed someone's number, uh, like, from your memory? Yeah, crazy, right? Um. And... I think that it's a very overwhelming place to be, the world. Social media, news alerts, email, we're getting pulled in so many different directions constantly. There's so much expectation and there's so much judgment and negative self-talk that comes with that. Comparing yourself to what you see on social, not responding to your boss in five minutes, um, all of those things like weigh on us Mm -hmm. so when we set time to meditate when we create space to sit and breathe and go inward and clear our mind a little bit it's like closing all of the tabs in your brain it's hitting restart it's giving you a little bit of a giving your system a breather not even you like your soul your brain it's your cells it's every part of your body that's in overdrive just trying to keep up with everything you've got going on because mm-hmm. we're all doing too much. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It's who we are. Maybe. Maybe it's who you are. Maybe it's not. Maybe you're super chill. But for a lot of people living downtown
0: today, it's a hard place to be. What's something you would tell someone who what, – like what are some misconceptions when it comes to meditation? That it's easy? Mm. It's simple. It's not easy. easy. I think there's also a
1: misconception that you have to, like, carve out an hour of your day and sit cross-legged on the floor. It doesn't have to look like that. Mm-hmm. It can be sitting on a chair for two minutes. It can be sitting on the edge of your bathtub while you wait for your shower to heat up and breathing for two minutes in the morning before you get in the shower. It can be anything. I actually know someone who meditates in her car between getting to the office and walking into the building. It can— it, can look like anything you want it to look like we practice mindfulness at the quiet company as well as meditation and a mindfulness practice is being in the present moment you can have a mindfulness practice where when you're washing the dishes you are 100 present in washing the dishes you're feeling the temperature of the water the smell of the soap the weight of the item you're washing in your hands and you're fully present with that you're not making your to-do list you're not you know listening to a podcast you're not multitasking you're monotasking
0: on that note all of this sounds very good do you have any apps that you really like to use for meditation I really like the insight timer
1: it's just a timer that has like a gong sound that you can set for like two uh, two minutes to three hours Um, so that I found a really good place to start Um, there's one called Meditation Studio that was made by Guyam, which is a big uh, U.S. wellness brand. Um, But they've brought together some amazing instructors, and Mm -hmm. you can pick the instructor that you want, the time that you've got, and they've got courses. So they've got, like, meditation for first responders, meditations for moms, and different, um, like, Categories that you can kind of dive into, depending on what you're feeling or what you're dealing with, and it's a one-time like three ninety-nine investment.
0: Wow, I love that this
1: is at our fingertips now. It's so amazing. It's an it's an amazing world to be in. But I will say that if you are struggling with meditating with an app, I would encourage you to look for either a studio or a weekly sit in your area. Um, there are so many people doing great things and so many groups that have been around forever. And um, you shouldn't be intimidated about joining because going to a group sit is a very different energy. It's like going to a group I exercise bet. class. You push yourself a little harder than you would on your own. You do things you wouldn't do. Like, I don't want to do 60-second planks, but I go to the gym and mm-hmm. you know I go to Strive Life, and they make to. me do 60-second planks. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's like a group exercise class for your brain, and it's just a good little reminder and push in that direction. You're more likely to do it by yourself.
0: And the collective energy must be, yeah, pretty real. Yeah. Um, lastly, I always ask everybody, what makes you mindful mostly? So something that you did lately that was super mindful and then something that's the opposite.
1: <laughs> something I did lately that was super mindful Um I went on a trip a couple weeks ago and through, was like very rush leaving through like all of my belongings into a bag and just like ran. And then I got back and all of my favorite jewelry was in a ball <laughs> in the bottom of this bag. And I was so bummed about it and I ignored it for like a good five days. Yeah, yeah. Like the necklaces <laughs> and the earrings and all the things. And I actually sat down and I was like, this is a practice in mindfulness. And yeah. I spent 15 minutes untangling it. <laughs> And I didn't let myself get irritated. (gasps) I just like was very present and really looked and everything got untangled and I felt really happy at the end.
0: That's nice. Yeah. Do you want to come to my house and do it now? <laughs> no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not at
1: all. Maybe we could do a class.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a really good idea. Uh, Emily Thring, thank you so much for coming by Mindful Mostly. If you want to know more about her, how should people find out? They can find us at www.quietcompany.ca
1: or on Instagram, we The Quiet Co. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Okay, before we get to the mini meditation that Emily's going to guide us through, which is so awesome. Thank you so much. I want to tell you that we are having the very first Mindful Mostly event. So are you looking to set your intentions and manifest your dreams? You want that clarity or direction in your life? Then... Join us, myself and Emily, for an evening of exploration and intention setting. It's going to be so great. We're using the power of the new moon to dive into our deepest desires. There'll be a magnetism session. You'll be guided through a series of rituals, including a water ceremony, a rite and release, meditation, and some intentional movement. It's going to be an incredible night, and it's July 12th here in Toronto at The Quiet Company. If you choose, bring a personal item. This could be a stone, a necklace, whatever it is you want to supercharge. And that way you can take the power of the evening home with you. Each of you who come to the event will receive a Quiet Company Palo Santo ritual kit to create a ritual of your own at home. So get ready to vibe on a higher level and release and attract like you never have before. I'm telling you, this is going to be such an amazing night. I'm gonna tag a link to the event in the show notes, but then also you can go to quietcompany.ca and reserve your spot July 12th, okay? All right, now let's get to finding some peace, shall we? Emily is here with your mini meditation. Take it away. Hi guys. First of all, I want you to find a seat
1: that feels comfortable. Let your feet rest on the floor. Sit up tall. Think about stacking your shoulders over your ribs, your ribs over your hips. Nod your chin slightly so the back of your neck elongates. And we're going to take a big inhale together, big inhale. Fill your lungs right up. And then exhale, let it go. We'll do that two more times. Big inhale, exhale, release. Last one. Big breath and release. And I want you to start just by scanning your body. Notice what's happening for you right now. Is there anywhere that you're holding tension? Any spots that feel uncomfortable? Can you imagine breathing into those places and that tension melting away? With every exhale, feel the tension leaving your body. and then start to bring your awareness to the tip of your nose. Feel your breath with every inhale, travel down your throat, fill your lungs, exhale, feel the contraction of the air being pushed up and out. and just notice your breath, feel the sensation of it. As thoughts come up, which we know they will, can you just observe them without judgment, without any kind of untangling or following of those thoughts. Just observe. And then let the thoughts go. And every time bring yourself back to the breath. Start to go inward now into your heart. And think about what brought you to this practice today. What you are hoping to achieve or get out of these moments of stillness. And pick a word that represents that and repeat it with every inhale, repeating it in your mind every time you take breath in like you're imprinting it on every cell in your body. On your next exhale, release that word. knowing that it's within you and that you can come back to it anytime you want. You can tap into that intention, that feeling just by connecting inward. We're gonna take a big breath one more time. Big inhale, squeeze your shoulders up to your ears. Exhale, let them go. And then slowly start to wiggle your fingers and toes and gently open your eyes coming back into the room. Hmm. Thank you.
0: And thank you guys for listening to this episode of Mindful Mostly. Remember, love and the shout-outs on Instagram at mindfulmostly. I'll talk to you next week.